Hola. Good morning, Cryptoverse. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. Can you hear me yammering in the background while the intro is playing? No. The last 30 seconds, I'm like scrambling to <laughs> close okay. the window, close the blinds. <laughs> I might have muted myself accidentally. I thought you might have done that because I just kept yammering and yammering and yammering. <laughs> I can hear you fine. I don't know what's up with my shoulders. All right. Need a massage? <laughs> I do need a massage, yeah. yeah me, me too. So, uh, yeah, I, I sent you a Facebook message in Spanish oh. tweet last night. Yes, Pablo Espanol? No. No habla Espanol. I do not speak. <laughs> what is better with my audio? Is it is it better when I speak like this at the top of the microphone? So we're going to give it a testing one, two, three. Or is it better that I speak into the front of the microphone like this? So here is the front. I'm talking A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And yeah. here is the top A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, yeah, I don't have my headphones on. So both, both, <laughs> sound, sound, good. both sound good. Hello, hey, Hash Brown. Brown. Congrats, El Salvador, becoming the first country to approve Bitcoin. As a special currency, congratulations! It is official now. It actually, the bill got passed. Yeah, and a lot uh, of people were saying it. It might not get passed. They're like, "Don't count your chickens till they're hatched." But the uh, the 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 president has like seventy five percent of the parliament, so pretty much there'd have to be a strong everybody in the opposing party and half of the of his of his party would have to like vote against it. So. Um, I think everybody knew it would pass, and that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't think it would. I was I was just about to go to sleep. Uh, Raj tweet uh, sent me that tweet, so credit to him. And, and uh, yeah, I mean this crypto world just never it's never a great sleeps. Time to be alive, right? <laughs> never sleeps. And don't you, uh, don't you love this? Yeah, markets are up, right? Everything is up. Yeah, but not you would think this would be explosive like parabolic news. A sovereign nation, one of the 200 plus countries in the world. This was like a a magical internet money that started 12 years ago, or 13 years ago. It's been its anniversary. And now it's not like okay, you and I some, you know, home retail miners, that's how it started, you know, little lib libertarians, the fringe people, and then it went to um, you know, bigger organizations becoming mining pools. And then it went to like the billionaires and stuff, you know, building all these big, huge facilities and a lot in China. And then companies put it on its balance sheet. And, but now it's a sovereign nation is saying, by law, Bitcoin must be accepted by your merchants. You can pay your taxes with it. You can buy a cup of coffee with it. Anything. Full yeah. transaction. It, and it has, what did Lark Davis say this morning? He said, it, is it a unit of account? A unit of account. So you could go to El Salvador and you could see, okay, bananas priced in US dollars. And then you would see it uh, underneath that sign, how many Satoshis these bananas are going to cost. Okay. Every single unit, product or service can have a Satoshi price point. You want to buy a car? Okay, it's this many Satoshis or it's this many Bitcoin. This is big news. This is like huge for global adoption. And I and the market's not moving fast enough. Yeah, I saw I actually followed uh, Lark Davis on Twitter today. 
he uh, said something along the lines of, okay, this is big news for El Salvador, but what's next for these other Latin American countries? I'll try to pull it up here. I've been following a lot of new people on Twitter in the crypto space. It seems like that's that's the place where you're going to get the breaking news. Yeah. Because the blog articles, even the, the YouTube videos are they're just out of date yeah i know <laughs> it's like yeah. oh that was a day or two day or two ago it's That's it's hard to keep up yeah i like lark is pretty good he puts the you know he's no holds apart he he, he tells it like it is now and this is actually great news because we are on the cusp right now greg of yeah. what's called the bitcoin death cross and it's a technical analysis uh chart um, signal yeah. when the 200 day moving average is trending downwards and it crosses over the 50 day moving average. And usually when they cross over, it's a huge drop in price. It's big, bad bearish signal. And I think we didn't, ha we haven't done it yet, but now on this green day, it's possible that it could, you know, it could start to move trend upwards again. So I'm going to go here, technical analysis. I'm going to do a technical analysis. Yeah, I'm a charts guy. Didn't you know that? Technical analysis. Yeah, I know you're spreadsheets guy now, but uh, <laughs> Bitcoin transferable right. skills. <laughs> no, I'm doing pretty good. All right, so this is it right here. I'm going to see if I can, oh, yeah, pull up the chart. Oh, it's done it a couple times. This isn't the chart. Okay, maybe right here. Oh, sorry. I'm mistaken. It's the other way around. It's when the 50, whatever. I need glasses. Sorry, when the 50-day moving average goes below the 200-day moving average. That's the bad sign. All right, let's, let's load this up. Here, let me just define it here. Um, I'll read it out. The death cross is a technical chart pattern indicating the potential for a major sell-off the death cross appears on a chart when a stock's short-term moving average crosses below its long-term moving average. Typically, the most common moving averages used in this pattern are the 50-day and the 200-day moving averages. Let's see. All right. What, is that? what does that mean? <laughs> All right. So let's pull up the diagram here, and I'm going to share my screen. Hey, I got a question for you. If I have only one USB port on my laptop and I've yep. got the Yeti mic and I've got my cordless, my wireless mouse, yeah. if I put it on a USB hub, is that going to interfere with anything or do you think that'll be fine? Uh, you only have one USB port or two? Uh, no, I have one USB port. Okay. Is it uh, USB 3? It's the latest one, I think, because this okay. is a, a recent laptop I bought in the last few months. Okay. Oh, you got a new one. Yep. Okay. Yeah. If it's a newer one, then you should be able to to handle it. the The mouse doesn't take up much, but take yeah, much the microphone power. takes a bit of power. Yeah, it should be fine. All Just right. Get a USB three hub. USB three. Okay. Yeah. I will USB remember that. Is USB the slower standard. Okay. You got it, my friend. All right. Here it is. So we got our. Uh, this is the S and P five hundred. I'm sharing it right now, but it can be applied to any any market cycle. It's basically saying how things are trending. Okay. So a 200-day moving average is going to be more consistent, more stable. 
and the 50-day is going to be a little bit more volatile. So you can see that red line is kind of spiking more than the blue line. Mm -hmm. But when the 50 days drops below the 200 days, death cross. And then it goes down and down. Massive sell-off. So I think we got to it just in time, Greg. Because uh, the charts that I was seeing from Lark Davis, he was showing it was, it was like testing. So mm -hmm. they were kind of dipping down. The 50-day was dipping down to the 200, but kind of bounced back up again, and it would dip down close to it again. We call it testing and technical analysis. It's testing the 200-day moving average. So it hasn't quite formed a death cross yet. If it continued to go down, like say the 29,000 US Bitcoin or 28,000, then mm -hmm. probably it would have become a death cross, and then you would have seen further pain from there. Okay. So it was uh, pretty timely, The all these the Miami conference, the announcement and getting it approved. Yes. Let's see if there's any more charts for Bitcoin. Oh, here's for Facebook. Oh, look at that mad sell off. This is from Facebook. Holy yeah. smokes. It just went further, further, further. I haven't checked Facebook stock in a while. Uh, this is going back a while because Facebook's doing quite well right now. This is all before 2000. I cannot read the date. I need some reading glasses. I guess the golden the golden cross would be something different. That'd be a good one, I think, maybe. Okay. Anyways, I'm not really a technical analyst. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> Stop um, sharing. So you don't do any of the the line charts on the on the candle candle wicks. Uh, I leave that to smarter people than me. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I wish I got Bitcoin at 31k yesterday. I um. I, sh I should just set up uh, limit orders in advance, but yeah, I've got a lot of organizing to do. In addition to you know, get allocating <laughs> all the assets in the right place for staking interests. That's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah, some homework there. So, we, what do you uh, think is, is next after uh, this? Okay. Well, definitely Paraguay. Paraguay. And then after that, Panama, I think those three are going to quickly in succession make it legal tender. And then Mexico was also on the consideration list and Colombia. So Jack Mahler, Jack yeah. Mahler is the guy, I guess, I don't know if he did it solely or, but he's kind of the guy that's representing uh, the lightning network for the coding for the lightning network to speed up uh, transactions on the Bitcoin network. So you can actually process on the, on the second layer on uh, tier two. Yeah. Because sometimes it can take like an hour to settle a transaction on the main chain. Yeah. So the Lightning Network builds up all these different channels and it settles them instantaneously on the second layer. And then it gets written to the blockchain kind of whenever it does it. And that's the only thing that's kind of keeping Bitcoin alive for peer-to-peer -peer cash transactions. If it wasn't for the Lightning Network, mm -hmm. all it could ever be would be a store of value. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the this actually plays out into daily life in El Salvador. Like, are they going to issue out Bitcoin credit cards for everyone? Or yeah, I guess they would have uh, not necessarily credit cards. They said with a phone, there would be a phone app because most of the people in the in the world have have a mobile phone. Yeah, and but not everyone is is that technical, so it's going to no. have to be super easy. I to, think they uh, said. Yeah, even though it's legally has to be accepted, they said they made some exceptions. If you're like an 80 year old man who doesn't have a smartphone, you know, and you, and you're just selling like some kind of fruits on the corner street, maybe you don't have to accept it. Yeah, 
Um, but anyway, so Jack Mahler got a direct message from uh, a high up official in Colombia wanting to set up a meeting with him to talk about Bitcoin. Okay, so, this so is he's the president of Colombia. I didn't I, I didn't know exactly what his role was. Just a high up official. Okay. Um, you know, I don't think the president would directly message somebody. He'd probably have some advisor or some, you know, one of his. Mm. But somebody from the Colombian government um, sent a DM through Twitter, or sent a public message, sorry, through Twitter to get Jack Mahler's attention. And then he said, mm -hmm. "Yeah, let's take let's take it offline, and I'll, I'll DM you, and then we're going to set up a meeting." Okay. So it could be all of Central America and South American countries and Mexico. Oh, well, that would be exciting if, if Mexico got on it and uh, made, it, made it easier for crypto entrepreneurs to, you know, maybe get a place to just travel in. Because it seems like for El Salvador, he's welcoming not only Bitcoin, but crypto entrepreneurs. Yep. And there'd be no capital gains tax on Bitcoin because it's a currency. It's money. Mm -hmm. You could get paid in it. Here's the beauty of cryptocurrency that you cannot find anywhere else in the world. It's money, so it has so it can be exchanged for goods and services, but it's also an asset. You know, money's an asset, but it's a it's a kind of it's a it's a static asset. You know, if you have $10,000, you have $10,000 and you know, slowly over time through inflation you're losing purchasing power, but in a deflationary state maybe yeah, you can gain purchasing power, but money is always pretty much consistently, you know, it, it doesn't it's not volatile it doesn't move much the value of money is pretty much consistent right uh, within a few points per year whereas the value of bitcoin can swing wildly by tens or 20s or you know hundreds of percent or thousands of percent in a year so the difference between dollar bills y'all and uh, cryptocurrency is if imagine you you get paid in bitcoin as opposed to the us dollar yeah so you know, you get paid in the U.S. dollar, and your salary is a thousand dollars a week. Okay, now I got a thousand dollars, and then maybe its purchasing power will be, you know, nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars and fifty cents by the end of that week. But if you get paid in Bitcoin, a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin in a bull market, wow, mm -hmm. your salary could be two thousand dollars that week. It's unbelievable the opportunity that we all have to experience in this market. It blows me away how how wealth can be created. Yeah. Uh, do you follow, uh, have you, did you see the tweet from Tyler Winklevoss? I can never tell them apart. <laughs> he, he seems to be clued into what's going to happen next. He had this one. Oh, here it is. This tweet. So suddenly Par Paraguay, Argentina, Panama, Oh my goodness, Brazil, Argentina. El Salvador, Nicaragua. Brazil, holy crap. They're all in contention? But he didn't add anything to that, so he seems to be clued into some insider information. Hmm. I'm sure they if had Mexico some... Mexico comes on board, like, okay, so fine. Central and South America comes on board. Not really a threat to the America, the North Americas. But if Mexico comes on board, now you have a NAFTA country accepting Bitcoin. What's that going to do for trade? A North American free trade agreement. The countries, Canada, United States, and Mexico are all part of NAFTA, right? Yeah. And if Mexico starts accepting Bitcoin as legal tender, whoa, the United States has to concede. They have to at that point, right? They can't fight it.
What are they going to go to war with all these nations? We want you to continue using our dollar. Mm. Is Mexico, do they use US dollars as well as the peso? Or? Um, I mean, they could. I know uh, Cambodia, I found it really weird when I traveled there. You go to ATM, you withdraw, it's US dollars. That's crazy. And there's a lot of counterfeiting in Cambodia as well, too. I got taken for a few hundred dollars there. You you pay you pay with like a fifty dollar bill at, at the bar. Yeah. And then, you know, they take it, they come back and they show you, oh, my boss says this is counterfeit. This is you gave me a counterfeit bill. And unless you took a picture of the bill, the original like you have to take a picture of them holding your bill so you can prove because that, that's one of the biggest scams there is they say the money you gave me is counterfeit. And even some I don't know, people sneak into your pockets and, and change pickpockets will change real bills for for fake bills yeah so going digital for yeah so it's all that countries. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting to see if asia some countries in asia will uh go this go this way well any of these i think isn't brazil a g20 nation i don't think they're a g7 but if brazil goes my god if any of these guys in the global G20 nations. Isn't there something called BRICS, right? It's Brazil, Russia, India, China, China. and South Korea. The BRICS nation, right? Oh, South Korea is part of that? I believe so. So so the G20 nation, Argentina, Brazil, Canada, Indonesia, Mexico. Oh, my God, Greg, this is big flipping news. A G20 economic powerhouse going to be accepting bitcoin as legal tender this is i'm 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 awestruck why why aren't we up a thousand percent today yeah why is that <laughs> markets okay. markets are unpredictable uh, bitcoin's up 14 percent right now i wanted to yeah. put in another thousand dollars into my tfsa's my ebit and my ethar yeah um but it couldn't it wouldn't allow it because i i the instant deposit I did one less than three days ago. So it's still trying to mm. process that one. You gotta slow your roll. <laughs> slow my roll. Yeah, well, yeah. I wanted to put more, but um, yeah, I'm happy I got got a little bit at least. It's it hasn't really taken off yet. So the well, windows percent up that's pretty good for one day, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was it at yesterday? Thirty it hit thirty one yesterday then it bounced back up quickly um so yeah i mean the the thing the blocks are in place for bitcoin to, to uh go back up to 40k and bring along the markets yeah like almost everything follows the price action of bitcoin i mean there's a lot of outliers you know that kind of do their own thing based on the news of the day or its utility of the coin but yeah pretty much everything follows the price action of bitcoin just like in the S&P 500, like in the NASDAQ, everything's going to follow Facebook, Amazon, Google, Netflix, Microsoft, right? Alphabet. Yeah. Is there any uh, any news for the altcoins? It's been a lot of Bitcoin this past three, four days. There's a lot of stuff happening with the SEC Ripple lawsuit. It's like the SEC is like causing trouble. They, yeah. they basically put, did, did did a tweet or something saying to the judge, if you allow Ripple to win, 
it's going to be very bad for the U.S. and is going to you know look bad on the SEC. And it's almost like they were pressuring the judge. You know, it was like coercion almost, like subtle coercion. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, you are a governing body in the United States and you're trying to interfere with the court system? Because hmm. they don't have a case. They really don't have a case. And then they were looking to file a 60-day extension to kind of go through the, the – to, to come up with discovery. Yeah. The court, the court said to SEC, you have to relinquish all your documents citing why you guys determined Bitcoin and Ethereum – are not securities so then the sec can use that information and say hey we've been following the same rules and regs that bitcoin and, and ethereum are doing why are you you know why are you like sing singling us out mm -hmm. how can you make a determination on these or you know what metrics did you use to make the determination on on giving them a, a green light but giving us a red light so Anyways, they're like, oh, we need 60 more days. They're just trying to stall. They don't have any case, Greg. Everybody in the in the, in the space, the XRP army, is pretty much saying it's it's going to be in Ripple's favor. It's almost a given. Okay. Well, XRP is up a bit, 7.3%. Yeah. Did you get some during this dip? I'm a little bit cash poor this week. As you know, I had an unexpected expense come up. <laughs> <laughs> you got some my loss is Greg uh, Contentos. <laughs> you got some Contentos and Rary. Oh yeah, I should talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. I did make oh, some. We also got to talk yeah. about the NF, uh, NFT. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about Connor's NFT, right? Yeah. That... Uh, we'll talk about Contentos first. I gotta, I gotta find it. Okay, COS is the ticker. My goodness. Uh, COS. Still down a lot. I'd like my portfolio to come back to its all-time high value. That would be so amazing. Yeah. All right. Where are we at? Okay. On what did I buy? Is it How about a quick intro to Contentos for people not familiar with with it? Contentos is a content delivery system that's decentralized. So imagine a decentralized YouTube and they don't use advertiser revenue. Um, they get their money through through the COS coin. So sorry, the creators, I mean. So the creators uh, will get paid based on their content. So however many viewers are watching them. So I think they get paid in Contentos for for uh, adding content, and then viewers can tip them and pay them uh, by viewing their content. Yeah, and it's, you know, so no entity can shut them down, can censor them, can delete their videos, can demonetize them because it's all in a decentralized platform. So it's it's number four hundred and something on the in the mid four in the mid four hundreds. Okay, or maybe the five hundred somewhere around there. I could check right away actually. In track, I, I've never actually gone to the site. I've never actually opened. I, I, I just this was a, a pipe dream for me. I just liked the price, and I liked it was like a micro cap. It only had about thirty million dollars of market cap, and this was one of my. Well, it's either going to go to zero or it's going to be a huge gainer, and so far it's been directing to zero. <laughs> so, I'm down on it, is what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah, it's about fifty nine million dollar market cap right now. I bought it at about five cents Canadian. It's two cents now. Yeah, um, I did buy some more the other day just to kind of lower my average price again. And you also got some rare. Yeah, looking for rareable. Man, I was buying that at twenty dollars Canadian or twenty two bucks, 
And then it's, it dropped to like $9 and like 57 cents Canadian. So I'm like, oh, wow. I, I was looking at a 60% loss. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that number at all. I don't want to see a minus 60% in my portfolio. So I just threw more money at it to make the number, the loss less. <laughs> no, now it's back up. It's it's recovered a tiny bit. So. Oh, oh I think you shared out the live stream <laughs> link on your Facebook. Yeah. Is that so that, that's that's the link to join the live oh, all right who wants to join on come on on <laughs> <laughs> a live oh, invite i wonder what happens if anybody they, comes on <laughs> they, well they'll, they'll join the green room oh okay my bad I, I didn't i forgot to send you the actual youtube link i was kind of in a hurry there okay <laughs> i don't mind funny if I wanna, click i want to get my cousin on here kevin if you're listening i'm going to send you an invite because we have a little bit of history about investing and doubts becoming beliefs and then becoming doubts again, probably. <laughs> so I'd love to get my cousin Kevin on here. Um, I'll send him an invite. I think he'd be a great, a great uh, speaker and guest. He's okay. fun. He's fun and animated and he, he, he says goofy things, which make you laugh. You got to love him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was, uh, yeah, we, we, we should look look at, we have some students in the crypto podcast, actually not podcast, the crypto course for beginners course. Okay. Uh, yeah, it might be interesting to get some of them on. We, we can have up to 10 people on here. Ooh, be nice to yeah. test the bandwidth, right? See how, see what yeah. can happen. Yeah, just got to get some time to get that organized. Okay, I got Connor's NFT. Yeah, you did a great job on that. Yeah, and you turned it around so fast, Greg. Thank you so much for that. I put you on the spot saying, yeah, Greg will mint you an NFT, no problem. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's actually Connor messaged me today. He's like, oh, is there going to be any fee if someone puts a bid for this? So, yeah, there is actually a fee for it. Well, whatever. You should cover your expenses and how much time you put in. So maybe like take 10% to cover your cost, Greg, or whatever it is. And then... Forward yeah, well, it would be interesting to actually see the fees that come out of um, uh, well the platform mintable takes five percent and then if you get paid in ethereum and you need yeah, to get fees. those funds to connor <laughs> there's there's also gonna be some gas fees which is actually oh, yeah. low right now it's okay, at 10 good. 10 guay the last time i and, looked and, and, then, and what is what is a guay is, is that a fluctuating price as well too or it's it's a ref it's a reference we can actually see it on the coin market cap it's always at the top here but is gui actual eth just like satoshis are actual bitcoins i, I don't know how it gets translated um well what, what would I, a what would a gui work out to an actual real world dollars when i minted my nft I it was at 100 gui i paid okay. about over 100 around 100 us to mint uh an nft on the ethereum blockchain okay so about a dollar a gui no yeah roughly i don't i don't, I don't <laughs> know if that's exact correlation but okay. it's 40 gui now it was 10 gui when i messaged you last night okay yeah so uh, that's, how do you spell gui g w e i g w e i yeah yeah, it's right at the top here. Way to ETH. Right. Okay, one GUI equals how many? Oh, my goodness. 
One GUI equals 0.000000001 ETH. One ETH represents a, there's a billion GUI in an ETH. So you would have to, a billion GUI in an ETH. How many zeros is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wait, one, two. Oh my goodness, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight zeros in front of it, and then a one. All right, here we're gonna go, Greg. Eight zeros and a one. So let's say it's 40 GUI. 40 times point. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then a one. Okay, that equals that, and then you multiply. What's what's the Ethereum's current price right now? Uh, 3.5. $3,500. Yeah, so that should be... That can't be right, because it's showing me it's 14... No, 2.5. 2. 2. It's showing me it's less than, a, less than a fraction of a cent. That cannot be right. Anyways, I don't know. I don't yeah, understand yeah. it. Yeah. So <laughs> this is Connor's NFT. Do you want to... I want to see it. Expand yeah. on what, how the funds would uh, help this young, young man, this crypto investor. Yeah, for those just joining us, we had a young adult named Connor who was uh, investing. He he had twenty five dollars that he was investing in Bitcoin because his school said Bitcoin's cool, cryptocurrency's cool, give it a try. So he put in twenty five dollars at this kind of sketchy exchange. When he checked the balance, like. Several months later, it showed five thousand U.S. dollars, and he was so excited because they were going through a little bit of um, uh, some challenges with having to move houses and uh, unexpectedly, and um, um, you know, in the sport of hockey, which is quite expensive. And anyway, so uh, Connor's mom reached out to me through my brother-in-law on Facebook, asking for Bitcoin help, and then I logged onto their. Uh, exchange and I saw it was some sort of a glitch. It just didn't seem right. That $25 should have been worth $19 because the value of Bitcoin had gone down in that time period, not up. And then this exchange was saying, oh, if you want your $5,000, you have to, you have to, we have to verify your account by uploading $500. You have to deposit $500 into your account so you can withdraw your $5,000. So it seemed all pretty sketchy and stuff. So I, I had them, uh, I had them come on the podcast with us a couple of days ago. And um, so this is just, we're just trying to help them out. They need to move houses. I think they found a place, but it's very expensive in Toronto. Um, and hockey is very expensive. And it's just kind of a, a one-income household. So uh, we decided that we would help them out because it really broke Connor's heart and broke my heart to see that his $5,000 evaporated into, into nothing and turned out to be scam. So uh, that's him in his uh, hockey jersey on the ice. And I said, oh, if anybody wants to contribute to their cause, they're not asking for help. This is just me kind of, uh, you know, uh, just doing this for them. They haven't asked for any help. Um, but every, you know, it's always nice when people do nice things for you. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, I said to Greg, why don't you make an NFT based on his uh, on his hockey on his hockey card there, and here it is. So, what do, what do we have a list of that? Who, if if you want to, is it a it's a, a a limited edition, a once a one a one of a kind, Greg? Yeah. See the 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 problem with Mintable doing gasless, meaning not paying any Ethereum and using this platform, is that it's this is the only one. This is the only edition. So, if someone 
buys it, you're the only one. Um, Guaranteed scarcity. And Rarible, uh, you know, like some of these other NFTs, like the Snoop Dogg one on crypto.com, they've got hundreds or thousands of editions. Yeah. That that is a nice way to really, uh, you know, you can create multiple editions of this NFT. So yeah, that would be nice to do. Um, OpenSea doesn't support that yet. So as far as I know, like Rarible's the platform to do that, but yeah, we'll put a link to this NFT below wherever okay. you're watching this. And, and what's the uh, current bid price right now? What did what did you start bidding at? Uh, I think I put it like seven seven thousand. I thought okay, let's do five thousand since that was what he thought he was gonna get. But after fees and everything, it's, right. it's not going enough. But you know, maybe it's a good starting point. Any high rollers out there who have made a big amount of money in uh, in the crypto field and um, want to pay it forward, want to do a good make do a good turn, help out a family, help out a young NHLer, seven thousand is not a lot of money. All right, come on. Uh, not in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a starting point. Just blow their mind how a tragedy can turn into into a positive thing. So, yeah, I should have put it for uh, for a million. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> you know, like Elon Musk is listening to our podcast, just kind of happened on it somehow. And he's like, oh, yeah, I like Terry and Greg. I like this Connor kid. Sure. Let's bid a, a million bucks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That would be amazing. Yeah. He, he did have some, some of the photos or videos you sent me. It looked like some celebrities there. Yeah. I don't know who they were because they're all kind of hockey related. But <laughs> one of them looked like a Baldwin brother. Oh, maybe. How many yeah. of them are Baldwin's? 12, 15? I don't know. A lot. I, I, I miss the, the Baldwin brother did the, the Trump the Trump SNL videos. Those are hilarious. Uh, like Baldwin, yeah. <laughs> I hate Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin's a Bitcoin's scam. A scam. <laughs> so we were we were wrong on that that night that uh, the market fell. We thought so it was because of Trump, but then there was the story the next morning about the colonial pipeline. Uh, yeah. I guess the yeah. feds reclaimed some of the ransom that was paid in Bitcoin. And then I guess the public thought that Bitcoin was hacked somehow, that the FBI was able to reclaim those funds. I know, like to break the Bitcoin private key. Yeah, I'm not so clear on how they got the private key. But, uh... Well, the, they got the public key and the public key address led them to a cloud server that these guys were renting or they were renting storage space. That's where they were kind of, they were storing um, their wallets on the cloud yeah and i think the fbi were able to get the public key which led them to the cloud and i think they worked with the cloud operators basically saying you know cut them off or or whatever so they didn't actually break they didn't actually break into like a private wallet it was like a uh, the server yeah, it was like they broke into the server basically instead of the instead of the wallet <laughs> or maybe they, they got it they they stored it on Google Drive or Dropbox or something. Yeah, I know. Eh? So. Maybe they put their private keys there on the uh, you know on the cloud, which is not. I mean, they got to be really smart hackers to extort four point four million dollars, and then they can't be that stupid to leave their private keys on the cloud. Yeah, but somehow they did it, but they didn't break the Bitcoin. They were not. They didn't break into Bitcoin. So everybody rest assured, Bitcoin is unhackable. You cannot 
take anybody's. There is some talk that maybe if they have like uh, quantum computers, if quantum computers become more and more mainstream, that it might be possible mm -hmm. to, uh, to break the cryptographic keys. But I think the hash rate, there's, there's something in the code that as more and more computing power ramps up, the difficulty level of the, of the, of the uh, effort to, to solve these complex mathematical algorithm problems uh, just becomes more and more difficult. So it's, it's kind of like in parity, you know, as computers get faster and faster and processors get stronger and stronger and quicker and quicker um, and more computing power, then the difficulty just keeps increasing in tandem. Mm -hmm. So did, did you hear about Kevin O'Leary? I, I like Mr. Wonderful. What's he saying now? He's always spewing some narrative. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a... I don't know where the article is. Yeah, but basically, he's 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 uh, bullish on Bitcoin. I think he's trying to uh, take this Bitcoin energy narrative and turn it into an opportunity because he he is the entrepreneur and he's, I guess he's trying to. Uh, yeah, he's invested a lot of money in that and also in the DeFi space. Yeah, he's working with a company in Vancouver. All right. Yeah, that was kind of one of the latest newses when he was on CNBC, I think. Yeah. So Mark Cuban and Kevin O'Leary, they're both on, are they both on Shark Tank? Or is it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, originally, Kevin O'Leary got a start on the Dragon's Den, which yes. is the Canadian version of the Shark Tank. Yeah. And I then, applied uh, for that once. <laughs> did you? For what were you? What were you? What was your product or service you were selling? Oh, that's when it was. I was gonna do Chic Voyage as a local travel, um, like a travel experience, doing tours and stuff. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's a lot of uh, competition just to get on. I know. To they present like in front of the dragons. A, they get like a hundred thousand applications a year. I think I heard at one point. Yeah, but it's, it's just interesting how Kevin O'Leary and Mark Cuban are very active now in the, the crypto space. Um, Who's going to come out of the woodwork next, right? All these celebrities, Tony Hawk, um, Julie Michaels, Julia, Julia Michaels, Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And is he still saying coins yeah, with Providence? Mr. Like, that's his thing. He doesn't want to buy any, any foreign coins. He only wants to trade in U United States soil coins. Yeah. Do you uh, think, think Greg? Mainly, well, do you think the U.S. will put sanctions on El Salvador or any other country that tries to make Bitcoin legal tender? I think the world would revolt against them if they tried that. Hmm. Maybe. Like imagine you're a, Maybe, you're a nation yeah. and and a lower nation. I'm not saying that El Salvador is any less than the United States. I just mean it lower in, in gross domestic product, lower in population, lower in, in, um, in, uh, um, whatever military power. Yeah. So, th so they've been on the U S dollar for, you know, a long, long time. And now they're saying, no, we're going to get off the U S dollar. We're going to go to a digital asset. How do you think the U S is going to take this news? Like I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard the repercussions from the United States yet. I mean, it's all new. It just happened in the last few hours, right? Yeah, it just it happened faster than everyone thought. I thought this was going to be something that takes months. And I know. 
Like it was just this weekend, the Bitcoin conference, you know, the president of El Salvador just made that announcement at the Bitcoin Miami conference. And that was just on the weekend that passed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was probably the largest story that came out of that conference. And then next day <laughs> through a tweet, oh, uh, it's it's passed. It's approved. It's so passed. I think everyone's digesting uh, the news and, and what's next. I mean, if these other Latin American countries get on board and, and the U.S. does put sanctions on, then it's sort of like starting a, a currency war. Yeah. And this kind of changes my Bitcoin thesis, my Bitcoin investment thesis, because you are more bullish on Bitcoin than me. I thought Bitcoin was a relic that the slow speed would kind of, uh, you know, eventually fizzle out. But this this Litecoin is a lot more powerful than I thought it would be. Not Litecoin, sorry, the Lightning Network. This Lightning Network seems to be, I mean, wow. I mean, if you can buy fruits and vegetables and motor oil and fill up your electricity or whatever through Bitcoin on the Lightning Network and settle transactions in seconds rather than hours, that's a game changer, Greg. Is is the Lightning Network is that is that already on the network or is it going to be oh, a yeah. future fork or? One hundred percent, it's fully operational now, and okay. they're building more and more rails. Now I don't know exactly how it works. All I know is it's a layer two solution, and yeah. the transactions are settled off the main chain, and they're aggregated or they're grouped, and then they get written. You know, once they're all processed at a certain okay. time, then, then they'll write them to the blockchain. So, okay, so when you say layer two, this for, for beginners, it's it's sort of like an it's application that sits on top of Bitcoin, like uh, if you're doing NFTs on a website and you need to actually write something, something to the blockchain, that's like a layer, that's the layer one? Yeah, so basically the Bitcoin can only process six to seven transactions per second. Okay, and a lot. Yeah. And they're writing, you know, they're writing a block every hour. I'm not too sure whether it's an every hour, every 10 minutes. No, it's every 10 minutes they're writing a block. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, I can't say for sure 100%, but here I'll just, I just did a quick definition. The Lightning Network channel is a transaction mechanism between two parties using channels. The parties can make or receive payments from each other. These transactions are processed differently compared to standard transactions occurring on Bitcoin's main blockchain. Actually, let's go to Investopedia because that didn't really explain it much, did it? Uh, the Lightning Network proposed to solve the scaling problem by creating a second layer on Bitcoin's main blockchain. The second layer consists of multiple payment channels between parties or Bitcoin users. Uh, they are only updated on the main blockchain when two parties open and close a channel. Between those two acts, the parties can shift funds between themselves endlessly without informing the main blockchain about their activities. This approach dramatically speeds up a transaction speed because all transactions are not required to be approved by all nodes within a blockchain. Individual payment channels between various parties combine to form a network of lightning nodes that can route transaction among themselves. The interconnections between various payment channels result in the lightning network. All right, so here it goes. How the lightning network works. Say Alice opens a channel with her favorite coffee shop and deposits $100 worth of Bitcoin in it. Her transactions yeah. with the coffee shop are instant because she has a direct channel with it. 
Bob, who has another channel open with the grocery store he visits most frequently, also buys coffee from Alice's shop. The connection between Alice, the coffee shop, and Bob ensures that Alice can use funds from her balance with the coffee shop to buy grocery from Bob's store. Oh, interesting. Okay. Similarly, Bob can use his grocery store balance to conduct transactions with businesses in Alice's network. Okay. So there only has to be one point of connection. All That's right. interesting. Okay. Interesting. So Alice doesn't have a direct connection to the grocery store, but but because Bob has a direct channel to the grocery store and and has a direct channel to the coffee shop, Alice can send money through the direct channel to the coffee shop through Bob to the grocery store. Okay, that's mm -hmm. kind of interesting. That's a lot of pre-funding, right? But if you think of like, hey, you guys, have you ever heard of Greg the uh, uh, the Kevin Bacon uh, anomaly? Like everybody, every movie, every made, every actor, every producer, every Hollywood entity, every company is only six degrees. Sorry, every person on earth is only six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. Like six connections. Kevin Bacon. I know. Because he's Kevin been in Bacon, so many the, movies. The right? actor. <laughs> like you might know somebody who works at a movie studio who worked with Kevin Bacon on a film and boom, that's three, two or three connections right there, right? Yeah. yeah. So I guess the Lightning Network, Network could work similar to that. You know, but the whole thing about pre-funding, that's, that's a, that's a separate beast. You, you actually have to pre-fund. Like I've got a, I have to willingly open a channel with somebody. And I think that might take, take some time and effort. That's why I like XRP so much is instant settlement. You don't yeah. have to open up any channels. This article on the lightning network on Cointelegraph, I think it says XRP, XLM, use the lightning network. Yeah, maybe a future episode. I, I need to read up on this. Okay. <laughs> it's above our pay grade. But Jack Mahler, anyways, Jack Mahler is the guy from the Lightning Network, I guess the head head programmer team, head coder. Yeah. Basically, it's the technology that's going to uh, speed up the transactions on Bitcoin. Yep. To, yeah. to allow it to be used by as, a nation, a, like for everyday use. As a peer-to-peer -peer cash. Well, I guess it would be peer-to-channel to peer. -to -channel to peer. <laughs> okay cashless money system it's cool i like it i mean if a whole sovereign if sovereign nations are saying this is legal tender you better believe that it's probably foolproof at this point you know you're not going to be a government uh, the president of a government and accept and accept something in your constitution if the technology was faulty if there were bugs if there were hacks you know i mean you'd have to be a hundred percent this is going to work for all our population. Yeah. So this is a big deal. I don't think people recognize how big a deal this is. Yeah. It's yeah. I guess I guess once uh El Salvador I think is not I, I was watching some of the other YouTubers and uh I guess a lot of people think it's not a large country, so it's not that big of a deal. six point four million people. Twenty six point four. Um, El Salvador says from 2019, that was, I just looked it up here, 6.454 million. So six and a half million people almost. It's a lot of people. And you're right. Yeah. It's not a big nation because their gross domestic product is only like 27 billion. <laughs> okay. That's like what pocket change for Bezos, right? <laughs> Bezos has 186 billion dollars net worth. Yeah, 
And the whole country of El Salvador of 6 million people has only a GDP of 27 million. Okay. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good test bed, right? To see yeah. how, how Bitcoin can actually be used for a country. And uh, I think a lot of the other neighboring countries are going to see how this plays out. <laughs> But yeah, it's making all the headlines. Here's an interesting, here's an interesting uh, kind of analogy. Uh, when, when they said, if you control the oil, you control the military, or you have military rule in the world. Mm -hmm. If you control the food, you have rule of over all the people. But now here, think about this. If this, this small country of El Salvador has Bitcoin as their legal tender, it's used in circulation by everyone. Everybody's got Bitcoin in their wallet. Imagine if another sovereign nation could hack into it and just like, well, everybody, 6.454 million people, you got a zero balance in your account now. <laughs> Can you imagine a hack, a, 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 a country level hack where everybody in the country is affected? Wow. Anyways, I hope that never happens. I hope that never happens. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they've uh, looked looked at those aspects. <laughs> I'm sure they've thought it through. Yeah, but still, I think I think other countries are going to be spotlights on El Salvador now. Yeah, yeah. Do you think then that kind of puts XRP at a little risk? Because if Bitcoin can be used for settlements, if it's going to be legal tender in a lot of countries, then they don't really need XRP, do they? Could still be uh, another form of uh, to transfer currency between country to country, or if the settlement gets uh, blown over with the SEC, maybe use in the U.S. <laughs> uh, XRP is going to be XRP will be a bridge a bridge currency between all of them anyway. So XRP will bridge whatever nation, what other because it's not they're not using. Uh, Bitcoin exclusively over their currency. They're just adding a second currency, right? Yeah, they're still going to keep the US dollar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an alternative. So, hmm. Biz okay, businesses will have 90 days to accept Bitcoin. Wow, they're, they're, wow, they're pushing this through quickly, right? 90 days. Yeah. What technology do they have in place right now that's going to allow every single individual and business and government and corporation um you know how do they get that technology tech technology deployed to 4.5 million people in in in, in uh, three months they've been working on this for years probably greg right i mean they have to have all these systems in place which app are they going to use which wallet yeah yeah, I'll be. I'm, How are the banks going to integrate that? Yeah, the world will be watching. Man, stock up in Bitcoin, everybody. This is not financial advice. This is just my opinion only. Uh, neither Greg and I are qualified to give financial advice because we are not licensed or or um, uh, we have not studied this in any way in regard. We're just some YouTubers watching other YouTubers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is when a nation accepts Bitcoin. It, it's it's quite a big deal. 
Yeah. It was a big yeah you got to draw. It's not a big leap to think, oh, okay, if nations are accepting it, the price will go up eventually. <laughs> it's not a big stretch. That's not financial advice, but common sense says. Yeah. Barring any world catastrophe or whatever, you never know. And this this Forbes article says what what to watch for uh, other countries and banks may begin to adopt it and mention Brazil and Panama. Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think I think the United States actually. I mean, the banks already have the th authority from the office of the comptroller of the currency to have Bitcoin Bitcoin balances. This might be something that's been in the works for a long time. This might be part of the Great Reset, Greg. Because I remember back in like 2020, they were talking about by January 2021, banks should have, banks or government should have a Bitcoin wallet address for every person in the world. And then recently, uh, the OCC announced that uh, banks can custody Bitcoin. Yeah. So they've already been doing this. It has to be occurring. I mean, if banks are allowed to custody it and offer it uh, as an investment product for their yeah. for their account holders, yeah. they have to. They have to. They have to make it a currency. They have to recognize it as legal tender, which means if it's legal tender, it's not going to be an asset. It's not going to be subject to, to capital gains taxes. Mm. Man, by the end of twenty twenty one, Greg, holy crap! This space is going to be like tenfold, twentyfold, fiftyfold. This is just unbelievable. This news. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, keep keep your eye on the other countries. Um, there's there's a couple of Bitcoin credit cards uh, coming out. I, I shared the one about BlockFi with you. Uh, Stephen Graham spoke about it. You said the Crypto.com one is it's a better one. Um, I think it's only one and a half percent in Bitcoin on the on the. It was either the Binance one or the was it the BlockFi one? Uh, Andre, one point five percent. Let's go to oh yeah, one point five percent. Okay. Well, the ruby steel is two percent right out of the gate. That's pretty much the entry point to get your bonus. Now, is this a real credit card or is this a debit credit? A debit credit. I think it's a credit card. Okay. So well, that's one thing. So now you can you can use you can use borrowed money to pay for things. Like the CRO card is a prepaid. You have yeah, to find like a debit, up front. debit yeah. card. Uh, yeah, just in my experience, using the crypto.com Visa card this week, some some of the, uh, what do you call it, the debit terminals, they want you to choose credit and others, debit, or if it's tap, just tap. Yeah. You have to specify when, when they're putting the method of payment into the merchant. It is a credit card. Mm-hmm. It, it is it it acts as a credit card with merchants even though it comes directly out of your balance it's prepaid it acts as a credit card at merchants yeah yeah it's it's kind of weird how it doesn't work to buy crypto though i tried on <laughs> binance i tried on crypto.com i tried on coinbase i think how stupid is that you fund it with crypto from a crypto exchange and you can't even buy said crypto on said exchange <laughs> with that card yeah. even though it's like it's real money yeah you, you had some experience with that right i thought it was ridiculous right i'm like come on guys like this is ridiculous you hear about the gemini credit card uh yeah i mean everyone's gonna do it now right well 
I think their their rates higher, and then they they already have a, an exchange. So uh, there's some other benefits that they they can offer that BlockFi can't. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, the Winklevoss twins. It's all in waitlist mode right now. Waitlist, uh, yeah. I'm on the waitlist for BlockFi as well too. Right. I'm not going to get it. I won't get mine. I mean, I'm getting five percent cash back. Who can beat that? There's nobody. If nobody can beat that, and, and Greg, if I upgrade, if I put five hundred thousand dollars, let's say my portfolio five x's from where it is now. Yeah. So I have one point five million. I would honestly stake five hundred thousand dollars in CRO to get the Black Obsidian card because that's how much it costs. Black Obsidian. Yeah, the CRO Obsidian card is eight percent cash back on purchases plus rewards for Airbnb and rewards for Expedia and private jet access rewards. They you don't get go- Airbnb rewards on your rose gold. Yeah, up to a hundred bucks, I believe. No, I sorry, I get Expedia up to fifty bucks on my rose gold. Okay, and then and then I get uh, I would get an additional hundred dollars on Airbnb every month. You should look into getting a sponsorship from Crypto.com. I think Laura Shin has some sponsorship because she goes through the card and its benefits every episode. Yeah. Um, but well, that she- that amount that you stake for the CRO does that like how long do you have to stake that for? Six months. But in order to keep the benefits, you have to stake it continually, right? Okay. Like so like. You're- you stake them initially for six months, 180 days, and that's what allows me to get that 5% cash back. Like okay. when it unstakes, if I don't roll it over again, I won't yeah. get the I won't get the 5% cash back. It'll revert to the midnight blue. I'll just get 1%. Because you don't need to stake anything for the midnight blue, the lower, 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 lower tier. Yeah. But I, I, I will say this. It's like it's not like you're spending five hundred thousand dollars. To get to, you're not paying that money. You're just holding it, and the, the the price of CRO could appreciate in that time as well too, right? So you might put in five hundred thousand dollars for eight hundred and eighty days, and then when you take it out, one hundred and eighty days later, it's worth a million. Yeah, you know, uh, you you're supporting the the CRO, the Crypto.com ecosystem. It's wonderful, Greg. It's wonderful. Like I've only been in crypto for one year, a little, a tiny, tiny bit, or a few days over a year, yeah. And and basically, in staking rewards and interest, because you get higher interest rates when you have the higher tier cards as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what have I made in in free money? Let's just it's free money when I tell you this figure. Um, I got to go to my crypto earn. Yeah, sixteen thousand dollars in interest on my deposits, and I don't know an additional three or four thousand dollars, five thousand maybe. Yeah, in my in my card cashback. So that's a crazy amount of money to make for free. Like that's a lot of passive money coming in. I mean, if you're you're spending money anyways when you go to the grocery store, like you know you're spending money to live your life, so you might as well get as much cash back as you can for it. Yeah, and then if you want, after six months, you can use that CRO for any anything like another coin or. Yeah, I mean, I'll always keep the balance of that. I'll always keep whatever the minimum balance I need for my tier staked, so I can enjoy the benefits. Yeah, and you know, it's. I mean, I don't. I don't need that fifty thousand right now. 
Well, that is money that's parked. It's actually gone down a little bit, right? It's like the value of CRO is when I staked the 50,000, CRO was about 20 cents a coin. Now it's yeah. down to about 13, 14 cents a coin. Okay. So my, my 50,000 value is only like 30,000 or like, you know, 35, 40,000 right now. They got a good rate though. Like, yeah. does that, does that uh, somewhat? Yeah negate the value you lose on the market no i i haven't i haven't no the rewards have not but again like i said i'm holding on to it long term yeah yeah in the longer term as every as the crypto market goes up yeah zero is going to go along with it uh, i get 12 percent interest on my zero staking 12 12 yes and it's paid out every you day. you have forty thousand or more right so we gotta yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm getting you know almost a hundred bucks, almost a hundred dollars every seven days, just for that fifty thousand dollar stake. Yeah, it's like a loyalty card. Yeah, forty eight point five percent on Bitcoin. Wow, Tether fourteen percent, USDC fourteen percent. I know you can right. you can make a whole strategy just around you know parking money in stable coins yep i mean if i had like a couple million and i thought the market was too volatile sure i just i would just live off the interest you know i'd get a paycheck every seven days and live off the interest but i i i believe firmly i mean my investment thesis is that the coins that i have right now are going to appreciate faster than that 12 percent yeah like, a, like a, you're locked stay with 12 percent or 14 percent interest is you know, I mean, Bitcoin went up fourteen percent today, just today. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's another, there's another path, right? There's not yeah. just one way to get exposure or invest in the crypto. It does protect you from the volatile swings, right? Because I mean, crypto's gone down fifty percent in the last month, right? So if you had it in a stable coin, you if I if you, you know if you had a hundred thousand dollars in all your altcoins and Bitcoin and Ethereum, you yeah, know, it'd be worth fifty thousand today if you bought it a month ago. But if you had a hundred thousand in a stable coin, you'd still have a hundred thousand and you would have been making twelve or fourteen percent every seven days. Sorry, mm. yearly paid out every seven days. Yeah. It's not bad. Not yeah. bad. You have some USDC, right? Yeah, my, my contract expired and uh yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting putting it back into crypto. How much but, uh, uh, how, how much interest did you make on it? Um yeah, whatever it was, eight point five percent for the three months. Okay. Um, I think I put like several hundred in US. Yeah. It's a law of large numbers, right? Because the percentage is a percentage; it doesn't change. So you know, ten percent of a dollar is a dime. Ten percent yeah. of a hundred bucks is ten dollars. These aren't life-changing monies, right? A dime isn't going to do anything for your life. Ten dollars might buy you a coffee at Starbucks. But if you have a thousand dollars and it goes up ten percent, well, now you got a hundred dollars. Well, that could be a good night out with your family. That could be groceries for a week. Then you got ten thousand. A thousand, ten percent of that is a thousand dollars, right? Well, that could pay your your rent. It could pay your car payment. Could be a, a, a nice vacation. And then you get into the higher dollar values, right, Greg? Well, if you have a hundred thousand, that ten percent, you got ten thousand bucks. Yeah, then that, that's exciting. That's exciting, so right? If you, if you allocate your resources in the right strategy, it's it's there's a lot you can do. It's right? all about getting your net worth as high as possible. Yeah, and there's a lot of distractions in the space. Shiba Inu. <laughs> 
<laughs> How about we uh, end the show? We take a look at some Shiba Inu. Yeah. And I haven't looked at it for a while. I bought 39000 39, yesterday or the day before. The video uh, on, on staking. I think that's, yeah, people like that. Really? People like staking SHIB. Staking SHIB. Okay, how many views does I have? Wow. Not exactly, but uh, those types of videos do well. All right. Take a look. Investing nomads. We did that quite a while ago, right? I think last week. Hey, we got a new subscriber since we've been online. Thank you, new subscriber. Yeah. Like, subscribe, guys. Uh, I think it was the first time I asked. Yeah. If you're liking the content we provide. Kusama, top mover. I heard this was the, um, this is like the test test net area for Polkadot. And they're using this as the token. Yes. But it's coming up a lot lately on the, yeah. the hot gainers. Well, the Polkadot main chain is supposed to go live really, really soon. But you're right, like Kusama was a test for it. And then now, you might see some good price action in Polkadot. Good. Shiba Inu, Shiba Inu. How many? Look how many zeros there are. Where's? The, it just says oh point zero 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 seven five five zeros and a seven. Five zeros and a seven. Yeah. So that's what ten thousandth of a penny, hundred thousandth of a penny. I don't know. One, two, three, four, ten thousandth of a penny. I've seen it come up a lot on the the web articles. Uh, it's cut. You know, people talk about Dogecoin, but SHIB seems to be kind of the, the hot, trendy dog coin to write about. There was talk about another burn, right? On SHIB? Yeah. Um, no, something recent. I want to look for a recent news on a SHIB token burn. Something new. Okay. Yeah, three weeks ago? Isn't there anything newer than this? Four hundred and ten trillion tokens are torched, but that was three weeks ago. I thought there was some new talk, some new. Oh, here it is. I don't know. Ship prediction. Yeah, the likes the prediction videos, right? Oh yeah, people love ship predictions. Actually, I don't think we've done a ship prediction. Uh, I think it's going to go to zero. That's my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Can a coin actually go to zero? Have you seen a coin go to zero? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. If the if the founders if the founders uh, exit scam, so they just like find a way to take all the coins off there, and you know, no one want to like the market price is determined by who wants to buy it, right? It's it's you know a buyer and a seller. Yeah. One person wants to take profit on it or believes it's going down, and the other person on the other side of that transaction is buying it. Thinking it's a low price and it's going to go up. They can't both be right. They can't both be right, right? But if everybody, yeah. if 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 news is SHIB token exit scam, watch that price is going to go to zero, right? Like look at BitConnect. BitConnect. No, 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 no. BitConnect. Uh, <laughs> Poor uh, podcast listener. Sorry, guys. <laughs> BitConnect ticker symbol. BitConnect or BitTorrent? BitConnect, BCC, BitConnect. This is the one that exit scammed, right? It was like they, they got charged. Uh, BitConnect, so BCC. See if BCC is on CoinMarketCap. Uh, 
or Coin Gecko? BCC. BCC. Yeah. Right. BCC. Oh no! They have an ABCC token. BCC. Um, no, they don't even have it because it's zero. It has zero value. There's everyone got scammed. Your your bit your BitConnect coins are worth zero. Right? You might still have them. You might they might still show up in a wallet somehow. Yeah. But if no one wants to buy them, effectively they they've gone to zero, right? They're only as good yeah. as what what somebody wants to pay for them. Yeah. Come rockets. How's that thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, 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 uh, you, you can add them to the watch list on Coinbase. I'm not, I'm not going to watch the come rocket. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what is the ticker? What is the ticker? So I've already got a big microphone in front of my lips here. <laughs> I don't want to take this any for any, any dirtier for me. <laughs> it gets Come on, gummies. Well, gummies sounds like gummies, like gummy bears or something. So I guess we can, let's call it gummies. Yeah, it was, um, I guess, the, the biggest, it was a learning experience. Adding the, the Binance Smart Chain to MetaMask wallet. Uh, when I was minting uh, Connor's NFT, mm -hmm. it, it was a complaint, right? You have to switch back from Binance Smart Chain to Ethereum uh, on your MetaMask. Otherwise, yeah, it doesn't work. Didn't you but, pay something like sixteen cents for this? Yep. Are you gonna buy more at a dollar cost average to make your no, price? No, I'm not. I'm gonna focus on the the majors. Yeah, like that, that's so how I feel. I mean, twenty two percent. I flip flopped on this, Greg, because you know I was all gung ho about the large caps, and then I'm like, okay, the meme culture kind of started with Bitcoin going up, and then Shib going up. So then I said, okay, well, maybe there's there is something to the social velocity. Maybe there is something to a community of devoted Twitter and YouTubers, kind of pumping up these coins. But since I said that, they've all kind of stagnated. Nothing's really had a second coming. Yeah. No, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I'm just going to hang on to it. Um, yeah, I got to dabble a little bit more on the Trust Wallet. Have you used the Trust Wallet? Nope. It's, uh, yeah, actually, I made that video on, on the, the Come Rocket, and a lot of Americans said, uh, I can't do this because they can't get on Binance. So okay. how do they get their BNB to the Binance Smart Chain? So I mean that's that's just another problem. <laughs> yeah. Like look, I'm I'm only up five percent of my Dogecoin. And the reason I'm up five percent of my Dogecoin is because I still had a few left that I had bought for like five cents. I had pretty wow. much yeah, I had twenty thousand. My first sale was half of that ten thousand I sold at a profit when I went from five cents to like fifteen cents. And then I kept pairing off a little more as it started to rise up again. And then I just kept a thousand for shits and giggles. Oh, you haven't tossed up on your Doge? I have. I have bought. I have twenty six hundred right now, uh, but I bought some of them at sixty cents, sixty five cents, you know, Ooh. fifty cents. My average price on the twenty six hundred is thirty eight cents, thirty nine cents Canadian. Yeah. So I'm, I'm up five percent, but I'm down. Yeah. 40% on my Shiba Inu, even after buying the dips and dollar cost averaging. Because I remember originally I only had like seven or eight, seven or 14 million. And now I have yeah. 69 million and I'm down 40, 40%. 40 
But the price I paid for that $69 million is only $1,000, Greg. Wow. Quite a bit on SHIB. Yeah. And I have, I have what do I have on Dogecoin? So I have 1000 on Shiba Inu. I have 1000 on Dogecoin. Mm -hmm. um, I've got 1300 on Injective, 2800 on Contentos. That might go to zero. <laughs> so out, out of the coins, I think could go to zero. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, almost eight thousand dollars. All right. On coins, I don't necessarily believe. I'm just kind of hoping and praying might have some positive price action. Well, the the Dogecoin Coinbase pump was a bit disappointing. But uh, what do you think about the space race, Bitcoin versus Doge? Getting yeah. a literal coin on the moon. Who's trying to put, who's trying to put a Bitcoin on the moon first? Um, I think a company called Bitmex, something like that. But which uh, which space provider are they using? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I wouldn't bet against Elon. I mean, Elon has one rocket that's done like a. Oh my god! They have like they've built a hundred Falcon Nine rockets. One of them has done like twenty up and down reentries. Yeah, because they're reusable, right? They land back to Earth on a they land on a on a barge in the ocean, or they land. <clears throat> so, yeah, Bitmex, Bitmex. Yeah, Bitcoin to the moon. It's it's still it'll it'll do good. It's good marketing. Yeah. I mean, the whole crypto space, it's, it's like long term and not even long term. I would say like medium term now, like with this amazing adoption news for sovereign nations treating it as legal tender. Yeah. I mean, everything pretty much follows the price action of Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin goes up, everything else is going to go up with it. All right. Well, with this new adoption uh, on Bitcoin, what's your prediction by the end of this year? 112,000. Nice. <laughs> 112. 112. Yeah. It's not, not a boring 100K. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do a little bit better than that. I was already set to say 100K, you know. Um, well, before this bearish trend, I was 100K. And then I was going to like, uh, we might finish at 50K for the year. If, this bear, if we did the death cross that we were talking about earlier, then yeah. I'd say, okay, maybe 50K. But now with this news, this, this changes everything. This, everything. I think actually cryptos could could have been coiling up, and I think they could be ready to spring right now. They could be ready to spring. Another uh, another bull run. Yeah, I think so. Like it's been it's been six weeks, right? It's kind of been trading sideways and kind of downish over the last six weeks. Yeah, and um, that's pretty much how long these corrections last. If it is a correction, I'm going to go on the three month chart of my Bitcoin. Or maybe I should go on my six-month chart. Yeah, so the last three months, it kind of peaked around the 10th of April. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I guess that was when it went to like 64,000, right? Yes, yeah, around yeah. there. So it's been like two months. It's, it's, it's been progressively going down for two months. And yeah that's i mean looking at the charts greg like if you pull up a bitcoin chart it, it is pretty much four weeks kind of three weeks at minimum after a correction to kind of come back up again and this has kind of been the longest correction we've had and the lowest drop 
This is dropping below. We're now dropped below January prices. January prices, we were quite high. January, we are at definitely like 40,000 mm-hmm. in January. And then it went woo, 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 all the way up to April, February, March, April. I mean, it had a couple of retracements, a couple of corrections. I mean, I think we're ready to coil up again. I think so. Not financial advice. It's just my own opinion. I think it's ready to spring up. All right. Well, Buy your I Bitcoin, don't... people. Yeah, not financial advice. How how's the the input on your mic? It seems like it's a little bit a little bit loud. Oh, I can turn it down a bit. I'm, I am talking a little bit closer to it. Yeah, maybe that's that's it. Is this a little bit better now? Yeah, just let me know because I don't know. But this, I'm not a technical guy, Greg. So do you just you know, feel free to interrupt me any at any point and say, "Hey, hey, knob, turn down your knob." <laughs> All right. Always a blast. We didn't get any viewers today. No, no, no live peoples. No, we did. Oh yeah, we had the one guy hash hash brown. Thank you, yeah. hash brown. No, we had viewers. I just haven't commented. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did we All beat right. our record? Did we beat our record from yesterday or the day before? Nah, people people only want to watch when things are crashing. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Like subscribe, Thanks. guys. As always. See you, Terry. Later.